When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to Glory! Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know what Oh, nice text here. It says they only sent 1049's best to the media day. That's true. We sent our best people to Arlington this year, without a doubt. That would be Craig and Jeff. Left the olds behind. That's what's old dudes back here to... Uh, but, well, again, we would be sitting in an empty building, which we would, yes. have, been, we would have happily done for you. You'd appear at the... Uh, and the, we, gave you, we gave you right at the spot where Dak Prescott went down. We were right there, right at the yard line. Where we were now right, at the, right at the 18-yard yeah. line where Dak... Oh. Hated to see that for Dak. That was not a good day. But, uh, yeah, you'd hear the, the hum of the Jumbotron, the huge scoreboard, and probably not much else. We might have been in the dark. We might have literally been in the dark because, um, you know... There's not much going on right now. Not till noon. I've been slamming down that Trader Joe's or whatever Traders. What is it? Traders? Jerf, that beef jerky? Trappers. Trappers. Old that stuff was old. Trappers. trappers was good. They had the old Trappers girls running around there. Beef yeah. jerky. Is it? It's expensive, man. I will also miss the... Yeah, it is. Well, they just giving that well, stuff beef, away. Like, it was like candy. It's beef. It's also... Ty, you'd uh, love that. You'd have probably had pockets. That stuff... You could have walked out... No, I'm a big beef jerky guy. Are you? Yeah, but I like... What's that? There's a place that's on the way to Wake, like on the way to Dallas, uh, for Waco. Bucky's? No, <laughs> <That's a laughs> they got all kinds of jerky. It's like an there. old country store. Somebody, maybe some check stop. No, check stop? it's on the left. If you're driving on the left of I-35, if you're driving up Dallas, it's in like it's in Pat, like before Temple or around mm. Temple area. It's interesting. Salado area. Okay. My dad used to take me there all the time. Best beef jerky in the world. And a good sand- good was sandwiches. You were, you were eating jerky at like nine big sl- slabs oh, yeah. of jerky. Oh, you yeah. know what else nice. is uh what else we'll miss is I know you'll miss the uh Lone Star Park. The mascots. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> I am not a mascot guy. Just never yeah, the, the West Virginia Mountain well, that'll be tomorrow, but the West Virginia Mountaineer will be running around with his musket. It's always weird to me when the mascot's like a real person. Oh yeah. They don't have like a hat, like a head on. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's K-State. All, that's that's K-State. K-State. That dude's all buffed well, up. I do not mess with the K-State line. I don't. The Wildcat, Wildcat. I don't mess with that dude. Robertson's is the place I was thinking of. Yeah, Thank K- you on the text yeah. line. I do uh, not mess with the K-State mascot. I don't go, I don't yeah. go near it. Okay, well, K-State, it's a dude that looks like he works out quite a bit, and he's, he's got the big Wildcat head. Now, I like, like to mess head. with the little, the horn dude here. Whatever his name is, little smell, yeah, little smelly Hook'em. dude. Hookums there, dude smells. The scariest one is the uh, without what? a. D- it I does smell. Mo- I think most mascots are girls. They're stinky. 
I mean, the costume, the outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that outfit. I've been, I've been there, you know, on a pregame show where that, where, ooh, Hookem came over, and I'm like, ooh. Several stain. people said Robertson's in Salado, Salado, Texas, home of the Salado Inn, and my man Eric Rains lives in Salado, Texas. Also said Slovak. Slovak is a good spot too on your way up that's, there. That's good kolaches. Good kolaches. kolaches. No hey, so um, I see a lot of folks with the Robertson's jerky in Salado. Uh, Salado. Hey, never uh, stopped there. By the way, because I'm always going up 281, the back door. Somebody said. E, not all of us love the new pitch clock. Well, I would say this for the pitch clock. Do you know that the attendance is up all around Major League Baseball? The viewership is way up. And the average ticket buyer uh, for Major League Baseball games three years ago was 49. This year it's 43, so it's coming down. The games are far, the faster. The games are going quicker. People are into baseball. You know where the All-Star game is next year, Buck? Globe Life, Marlington, Texas, right, where the, uh, right next to where Big 12 Media Day. So if you want to be at the All-Star game next year, Get your tickets now. They're available. For a lot the of things happening up that way over the next yeah, couple of years. Certainly so. All-Star World game. Cup. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up. Also, uh, Ari Temkin will join us from Arlington. He may be in the building, but probably not yet. Probably on his way there. Are you it, kidding me? The hardest working man in radio? That guy's been there. He's in an empty building, though. Come on. Well, their show on XM, Sirius XM, starts at 10. So he may be. He may be getting some advanced prep work for today's Big 12 Media Days. Day, day one. Uh, let's get to the headlines. Trending topics. Headlines to start the 8 o'clock hour, brought to you by Top Gun Equipment Rental. Start with Midsummer Classic in Seattle last night. Among all of the All-Stars, the biggest names, it was the unheralded catcher from the Colorado Rockies delivering the biggest blow last night. Game, uh, some American League 2, National League 1, eighth inning. Elias Diaz up the plate for the National League. Not going, 2-2 to Diaz. is hit in the air to deep left field. Back it goes, Elias Diaz. At 32 years old in his all-star debut, a go-ahead home run. Yeah, what a home, what a moment for him. The uh, Just the sixth player ever to do that, eighth inning or later, to put his team in front in the all-star game. AL did mount a bit of a rally in the ninth when Houston's Kyle Tucker and Seattle's Julio Rodriguez drew back-to-back walks, but the Phillies' closer, Craig, Craig Kimbrell, struck out Jose Ramirez to end the ball game to give the senior circuit their first win in the midsummer game since 2012. Diaz, the game's MVP, and as we mentioned, next year's all-star game will be in Arlington. Arlington today, the Texas Longhorns will attend their final Big 12 Media Days ever. Press conference, uh, the preseason conference favorites will be one of seven teams at Jerry World this afternoon. Head coach Steve Sarkeesian will be at the mic in the podium for his main um, media-wide press conference at 325 this afternoon. Hope to have live coverage of that for you here on the Horn. He will be joined at Arlington by his starting quarterback, Quinn Ewers, wide receivers Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington. The preseason's preseason defensive player of the year, Jalen Ford, will be there as well along with the senior DB, Jade Barron, from the Longhorn defense. Texas baseball had four more players selected on the final day of the 2023 NBA draft, bringing the Longhorn total to six over the three days. Yesterday in the 12th round, Travis Staley to the Nationals. Uh, Zane Morehouse, the pitcher taken 14th round by the Cleveland Guardians. Tanner Witt finally selected in the 18th round by Baltimore. Houston Astros selected Texas catcher Garrett Gilmet in the 15th round. Dylan Campbell and Lucas Gordon both went yesterday. And props to the... Uh, Defending national champion Texas volleyball team. Plenty of preseason accolades yesterday from the Big 12 Conference. So they were announced. Junior outside hitter Madison Skinner selected as the conference's preseason player of the year. Ella Swindle, the freshman from Missouri, selected as the co-preseason freshman of the year. And uh, the defending champs have four of the 16 selections for the All-Big 12 team. Madison Skinner, Asia O'Neill, Molly Phillips, and Jenna Wanas. 
Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. It's hot outside, and so's our deal this month for a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler Zero Turn mowers at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right. Uh, there we go. We'll get back into uh, the conversations of the morning, but let's go to have a great conversation live to uh, somewhere in the Metroplex. Might be in Arlington on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. He's our great friend, former colleague Ari Temkin, currently the host of uh, College Sports Radio on Sirius XM. Also doing all kinds of great stuff. Uh, you can find his uh, web, uh, on Twitter at, at Ari Sports, A-R-I Sports on Twitter. He is Ari Temkin. A.T., what's up? What's going on, E. Hogan? How are you, buddy? You know, uh, living the dream down here in Austin, Texas. Living the dream, my friend. And now you on your, uh, it sounds like you're in commute to the uh, to the spaceship there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on my way right now, sitting in uh, traffic here in beautiful DFW, uh, getting ready to go to AT&T Stadium for uh Big 12 Media Days. Excited. All right, buddy. What, what time are oh, you still on your way? You, you didn't get there at, at 530 like you always get because you're the hardest working man in radio? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm disappointed to find yeah, out that you're not even there. <laughs> it's eight, eight, eight. Apologies, Bucky. We, I'm doing great, man. How's normally, fa- your family, everybody okay? Yeah, we're, we're doing very well. Thanks, Buck. How are Good. you? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, there we go. That that sounds good right there. Uh, uh, but yes, you know, you're it's eight twelve. You'll be there through Dallas traffic, and you'll be there by eight eight thirty. You have to show it in ten o'clock. Hey, uh, seven teams today, Ari. What? Uh, obviously, wow. Ari, your phone's going back and forth. But uh, obviously today, TCU, the center of attention outside of Texas, right? Texas, the preseason favorites, but TCU will be there. Safe to say, Sonny Dykes, a much bigger spotlight this time around than we had last year. Big question last year was, you know, Gary Patterson's not here. How do you replace that that legend? Obviously, Sonny did a pretty good job. That has to be a big storyline going into uh, day one of coverage. Well, yeah, and look, nobody lost more production from last year's team than TCU. And you know, obviously, we know the impact. I mean, you know, Max Duggan was the offensive player of the year and, and you know, finished second to the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, Quentin Johnston is a first-round draft pick. Um, so, you know, Steve Avila is a guy, I think, that was such a huge impact in their offensive line. So, too, is the SMU transfer, Elaine Ali, um, who really, I think, fortified along with Avila their offensive line. Not to even mention Garrett Riley is gone. So, how much different is this offense going to look? So, yeah, I mean, you know, there there remains a ton of questions about TCU coming off the heels of the most successful season in the history of their program. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of those guys, but a lot of guys coming back already got a lot of playing time because you won a lot of games, you know, and some of those guys and, and a lot of games were close, but there were a lot of guys that that you know that ended up being second team guys that got in meaningful snaps during the course of the football season. So I I would expect they have some veterans still returning. Not only that, they got, I believe, three transfers uh, in the offensive skill position from, uh, or at least uh, two in the offensive skill position from Alabama. Yep. Um, not to mention the offensive linemen, um, uh, the, the 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 twins who both went to Alabama. Brockermeyer. One of them ended up. Tra- Thank you, Brockermeyer. Ended up at TCU. Uh, Blake Brockermeyer's uh, son. So yeah, I mean, look, they they have leveraged the success of last year into recruiting. They hit the portal hard and. You know, I, I think there's a certain level of credibility for Sonny Dykes here after after one season of success, but I think that's kind of where I am on on the Big 12. It's why I think it's so wide open. You know, certainly Texas, I mean, there's no doubt this is, you know, and I hate to use the word most talented team because how many times have we said that, but I think that's, you know, this is the most genuine, most talented team we've seen from Texas in a long time because 
of how credible they are up front and, and how much they return from that offense. But, I mean, you know, there's obviously questions about Sark. There's questions about Brent Venables. There's questions about Sonny Dykes. There's just, I mean, you know, you, you look around and in terms of like the most credible, what do we know, coaches and, and consistent winners, Chris Kleiman, uh, Matt Campbell, and, and Mike Gundy. Yeah, um, you're right about that. And Chris Kleiman won the championship last year. K-State will be a part of tomorrow's uh, conversations with seven more teams, along with OU and Texas Tech and some others. But uh, uh, obviously TCU the, will be a star. Obviously Texas, the preseason favorites. And you know, interesting to me, your alma mater, Ari Kansas, the Jayhawks bringing the conference's Offensive Player of the Year in the preseason and Jalen Daniels. Um, Devin Neal is the first team All Big Twelve running back. They got the, uh, you know, this is a, a growing program, which I know you as a proud alum wouldn't have believed a few years ago. Uh, this could be one of those, you know, sleeper teams. Last several years we've had these teams you're not talking about in July up and win the conference with TCU and K State, Baylor a couple years ago. Uh, is Kansas there yet, or just uh, still still some steps for Lance Leipold? I mean, look, a year ago. You know, I, I bet the over on Kansas at two and a half, and you know they beat that over in three weeks. So, it's 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 nothing short of remarkable what Lance Leipold has done. Now, I will say, um, Kansas for a long time, because of some mistakes made by Charlie Weiss going way back, yeah, you know, they were well behind for about a decade in terms of scholarships, and they were trying to play catch up. And so, to give a little bit of credit here to Les Miles, you know, he he committed to a young roster he only for two years recruited you know high school kids and so in 21 this was the youngest roster in college football and now they're reaping the benefits of that uh, of that youth um i mean jalen daniel i mean they basically have everybody back on offense i mean everybody is back on offense the only exception is their left tackle earl brostick and they they think they've replaced him pretty well with a, a transfer from wisconsin to to man the left tackle position so their offense is going to be extremely explosive the question is their defense they got run all over last year, as, as Texas can attest to. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just Texas. It was basically the final seven games of the season. They're giving about 300 yards on the ground, and teams running 50 times a game on them. They just could not stop the run. Um, and so I'd like to see where they improved defensively. You hope they couldn't be, they, they're not going to be worse, but they did lose Lonnie Phelps, who's one of their best pass rushers, who, uh, who was drafted late in the NFL draft. So, I mean, that's the question mark. I think that's the reason – guys why Kansas isn't picked higher and probably why I mean they've got a high ceiling because of their offense but they're gonna have to outscore a lot of teams I just don't know how good their defense is gonna be and they did a lot last year to kind of um, mask how bad their defense was at the beginning of the season with you know fast rotations they were they were going deep um, and their defensive line rotations in particular and you know teams started to play at pace a little bit faster and catch them off guard so they couldn't sub as much and and that's what killed them. Yeah, but they but they have already they, one thing they have now is they have some culture in there that they're not going to get they're not going to yeah. roll over and, and give in to anybody. They're going to fight hard. They're going to be okay offensively enough. The defense just doesn't have enough talented players, you know. And teams like you said, right. well, we'll run guys at you, run guys at you. Okay, let's get to the second team guy, and that's fine too. We'll roll them too, but they won't roll over. They're, that Kansas doesn't roll over for anyone anymore. That's that's the culture that's being built there right now. Is uh, will they ever get the talent? Who knows? But, you know, in the Big 12, as the Big 12 is getting ready to change, who knows how that's going to go? But it's just a matter of, of, of talented enough players, and that's, that's just what they don't have on defense, and they don't have that depth of talented players either defensively. Well, to your point, Bucky, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting because Leipold's going to his third year, but remember he joined at, 
right at, right at spring ball a couple mm-hmm. years ago. So he hasn't even been there for three full years. And I remember last year at Big 12 Media Days, you know, he mentioned his first year there at like this time, they had about like 20, 30 guys enrolled <laughs> at this time. And, 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 and he was like, well, you know, enrolled in classes and, and, and actually like fully, like fully in. And this time last year, he said that in 21 and 22, they had, they had their full roster fully enrolled and ready for class. So like just shows the buy-in. This was a program that he kept mentioning was wanted to be held accountable, but there was just yep. nobody that was holding You're them right. accountable. So these were, these were guys that wanted and, and embraced that culture. And that's how it was able to work with Lance Leipold. So he is, quickly. He is Ari Temkin. He's on his way to Arlington, the uh, the Death Star, as they call it there in the Metroplex, AT&T Stadium, uh, for his show with SiriusXM today, talking college football and Big 12 Media Days. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're, you're kind of buying the hype for Sark and the, and the, and the Longhorns. And Sark, uh, on a podcast with Greg McElroy last week, called this a team on a mission uh, to make up for the fourth quarter mistakes of last year that cost them a chance to maybe play for and win the Big 12 title. They're also bringing Quinn Ewers. They're bringing a quarterback for the first time since Sam Ellinger in 2019. A lot of confidence, uh, talent. Obviously, Quinn Ewers will be a, a center figure today at, uh, at Media Days. Yeah, I, you know, and, and it's been very interesting – you know, how, how he handles it um, because he's going to be the biggest star here today. Um, you know, and I think so much of the focus will not just be on him, but on the roster, on the quarterback room in particular. Obviously, we know the hype around Arch Manning with a little bit less around Malik Murphy, but this is as good as the quarterback room's been at Texas in a long time. I mean, they're loaded. Uh, they're absolutely loaded. Wide receiver, offensive line. You know, even even the position that they lose the most it seems fine without Bijan and Roshan. And, you know, it's obviously not going to be the same without Bijan, but they've got a ton of talent, some guys coming back. We saw what Jonathan Brooks is capable of. You know, C.J. Baxter coming in. Um, I mean, this is, this is years of five-star recruits at running back. So, you know, it, will, will they be as good at running back? It's going to be hard because Bijan is a transcendent talent, but you know, there shouldn't be much of a drop-off, which shows you how much talent they have. So they are freaking loaded on offense. And, look, even though you lose Overshone, you lose Coburn, um, I mean, the, the, the secondary to me in the linebacking core is still the strength of this defense with Jalen Ford. And, you know, the, the biggest question I have is on the defensive line. Um, e- phone hijacked. Oh, I got him. All right, you dropped for a second. You still there with us, buddy? Oh, man. He gone. He gone. All right, well. Gone? There you go. No, there no, you no, go, Ari. Right. Pick hey, it up. Ar- defensive Ar- line. Me, hey. Yeah, the defensive line. Go ahead, bud. I'm on 635. How could I not have service? This is ridiculous. Come on, uh, man. You're on the loop. That's my biggest question. But, I mean, look, to me, the biggest question about Texas is the head coach. Yeah. Fair or unfair. Fair or unfair you know, they, they struggled to close out games. It was their biggest problem. There's just, I mean, we can't say it enough. There's, there's no excuses. This team is loaded. They have experience. They have proven talent. This is not like this is the talented teams we've seen and Bucky over the last decade, you know, since I was in Austin, where we kept hearing about how much talent they had, and they just didn't. It wasn't as substantive. I mean, they are so good along their offensive line, and, and to me, that's the reason they're going to be successful. And, and, yeah, I can't wait to hear what Quinn Ewers has to say about this because, you know, Isaiah Nayer is a guy that was kind of forgotten about. I mean, A.D. Mitchell, I mean, it's, they're just so loaded on offense. I don't see how this team doesn't win a Big 12 championship this year. If they don't, it will be a major indictment on their head coach. Oh, there is no doubt about that. All right, what do you, what do you think of uh, Joey McGuire will have a lot to crow about, I got to believe. I got to believe he thinks his program is on the rise. I mean, one year in, 
I mean, they've done some really, really nice things. And, and talking about a confident young coach who feels good about his football program, they've got to feel like they're in it. I know where people, where people have, you know, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma, K-State, but I th- I, Joey McGuire is not going to take a backseat to anybody because a lot of things will be running through Lubbock, I believe. Last year was the first year Texas Tech had ever beaten Texas at OU in the same season. It was the first time in a decade they had a winning record in Big 12 play. Joey McGuire is a fantastic head coach, and they are a legitimate Big 12 title contender. Um, the biggest thing is Tyler Shuck, who came in last year at the end of the year after suffering another injury at the beginning of the year, and he was fantastic to close out the season. In fact, he basically got knocked out of the first game of the season and then played the Final Four and still ended up a 1,000-yard passer. Texas Tech had 3,000-yard passers last season. That is absurd. Two of them are still in the roster. Obviously, Donovan Smith transferred to Houston. But Chuck was spectacular in their bowl game and was spectacular down the stretch. I mean, he, he was their second leading rusher yeah. last year. So, I, I mean, it just goes to show you his abilities. If he could stay healthy, then Jerron Bradley's a guy that's, you know, a little known. He's, he's younger, but he's 6'5". He's a huge body wide receiver, big-time target for them. Miles Price. So, again, another team that returns a ton. Um, and then, you know, defensively, it's funny, they have – their entire defensive line back, except for Tyree Wilson. Huge guy that's not back, but still a productive defensive line. And look, I mean, Joy McGuire, his bread and butter is recruiting, recruiting Texas high school football where, you know, his roots are in Cedar Hill. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Joy McGuire fan. Um, he is, I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to talk to him, one of the most genuine yeah. people. He, he is really just so unique in the coaching ranks. Um, uh, so he's a guy that you certainly root for. But, look, I think there's substance there, too, in terms of what they did last year and the roster and how it's set up this year. Uh, Joey McGuire's defense, he's bringing uh, the big defensive lineman, Jalen Hutchings, who might be the best defensive lineman in this in this conference. Uh, really a good player. Right. Uh, that, that whole group is good up front, even with Tyree Wilson off to the Vegas Raiders. All right, last thing real quick uh, for today. Obviously, Baylor and Oklahoma State, kind of enigmas here. With Dave Aranda, they won the conference and then fell way back. Mike Gundy, you know, in kind of weird circumstance. Spencer Sanders is gone. Who's going to be his quarterback? But those two teams, you know, proven coaches. Which one of those, Baylor or Oak State, do you think has a better chance to contend this year? Well, now's the part where I tell you that I actually picked Oklahoma State to win the conference this year. Woo! And, um, yeah, people were very upset with me on Twitter after the, um, after the poll came out. And... They were like, who's this idiot that picked Oklahoma State to win the conference? So I raised my hand. Like, well, I mean, it's, a, it's not like the Heiser, the MVP. Like, why are we getting so upset? This is like a preseason poll. I thought this was supposed to be fun. Have we watched the conference the last two years? The conference had a two-win Baylor team win the conference a couple of years ago after they had a two-win season the year before. And Kansas State won the conference last year. Oh, and by the way, TCU played for the national championship. So, again, I, I return to what I said kind of at the beginning, which is which coach are you betting on? Now, I get it. Gundy has only won one Big 12 championship in his career. However, he has 17 consecutive winning seasons, which is more than Alabama consecutively. He also has a, a seven 10-win seasons as a coach. So I believe in Mike Gundy. I also am taking a huge step in believing in Alan Bowman, the transfer from Michigan. I mean, I think last time he was in this conference and in, in an offense that's similar, uh, he was incredible uh, with Texas Tech, just had some health concerns, but um, I, I don't think it's anything you know, different than any other quarterback that we're talking about here in terms of staying healthy. Um, I really like Brennan Presley. So I just think there's pieces here. There's a coach to bet on. Somebody's going to surprise in this conference. We know that. That's a fact. I just tried to pick who it was. But it could also be Baylor. 
Yeah. And I could see both Oklahoma State or Baylor with a huge spread between like five wins and ten wins. Yep. Now I, I believe more in Oklahoma State, but Baylor for me is a huge wild card team. They're probably the biggest wild card team in this conference because Shapin, the the the, the former Big Twelve championship game MVP and a guy that, that you know, it's about to me if Baylor's done enough in the offseason to improve their weapons and they brought in um Katron Jackson and they, they just didn't have the weapons on the outside to really take advantage. And they do have the running game um, with Richard Reese, who was really good last year. Um, but, you know, it, it's about their weapons if they can really use the passing game. So, again, both these teams, big wild cards. I'm betting on Oklahoma State. But, look, the fact remains, somebody's going to be a surprise team in this conference this year. We've seen it now two consecutive years. And it's, it's a league of parity. It's going to continue to be a league of parity. Unless Texas can separate with that talent and finally put it all together as the preseason favorite, K-State, the defending champ. Ari, thanks so much. Safe travels down at uh, 635 there to the uh, Death Star. We look forward to it. Enjoy your coverage there for two days on Sirius XM. Uh, it is College Sports Radio there. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Ari. You guys are the best. Take care. Ari Temkin. All right. Uh, he is one of the best. Our, one of our, you know, Ty, Ty's our producer now, Ari Temkin, our producer of ours way back in the day on his way to bigger back and greater in the things. Day. Back in the day. A lot of our great colleagues doing great things uh, on their careers, and we're proud of that. We'll be back. We'll pick up the conversations. Hey, the Longhorns have uh, the new numbers are out. The new numbers, like they're for the football team, they're changing numbers. And we've got, we got a really interesting, uh, we've, got some, we've got some bosom buddy stories going on right here. You might talk about Ty on his mandate the other night. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I got a story for you coming up on that. Also, could the Northwestern situation impact the Longhorns as far as an analyst goes? We'll get you details on those rumors. It's Beanie on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. All right. Uh, appreciate you being there. Top of the hour. It'll be the Blitz time. Also, a little salacious gossip ahead of that. One hour from now, our buddy Nick Shuley will be in with the live music update for you. For the upcoming weekend, weekend, where the best live shows in the live music capital of the world have that for you. Also, uh, good stuff with Ari Temkin. Somebody said, uh, so AT, Ari Temkin, not is indicting Sark since he didn't pick Texas to win the conference. Well, he just said if Texas doesn't win it, it's going to be on Sark, and he didn't pick him to win it. So that's a ref- that's a, uh, a, a a a statement you can make that you yeah. do not believe in Sark yet. And you know, is that fair? Sure, till proven. This is the year. Well, and I would also say that Sonny Dykes, going into last year, you wouldn't have – he had not won a conference championship. But Well, SMU he had. He had done a nice job at SMU. But the question on Sonny Dykes was, you know, can he handle this? How does he turn it from Gary Patterson and make this thing happen? So, you know, you can change perceptions pretty quickly as a coach or a player just with one great year, right? You go from oh, for what, sure. what you, people thought about you to what you, what you become. And that can be good or bad, right? You can go from, you know, Ed Orgeron won a national championship and got fired a couple of years later. I mean, it, it, can, it happens. But, you know, that's a, that's a narrative that Sark has to change. And the only way to change it is win. Is win the big one. Win the, win the championship. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, I think since Sark was a young coach, he had this aura about him that he was going to be an it coach. I mean, we know he was on that, that stable of coaches and, and doing great things with USC in the 2000s. And, that got him the Washington job where he took over an 0-12 program and, and rebuilt it into a winning program, which landed him back in USC. And we know that's where his personal battles and personal issues caught up with him and, and derailed any chance of success there. And, and now here he is back with another opportunity. Well, he has as, as many of the tools and the means as anybody in college football where he is. Agreed. 
Agreed. Um, and that's because you say Sark at, at his age hasn't at third stop. He has not won a conference championship. I think there are reasons for that. I think we went through them, right? I mean, gosh, he was a guy who was offered the Oakland Raiders head coaching job when he was in his early 30s. Lane Kiffin ended up getting the job. But, you know, he's, he's, he, he knows the game of football. He can coach offensive football. He can recruit. He's shown that. He can build a coaching staff. He can build a culture. We've seen it. And the last question is, can he, can he finish the deal? Can he deliver a championship? Mm-hmm. And I agree with Ari, and I know you and I have said this many times. If he can't win this year in this conference with this team, then he's about to roll into the next conference, and it's rightful to be questioning that. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's not an unfair thing, but I do think this is his best opportunity. He never had a chance at Washington to win. Well, that's the what I'm saying. He's got yet. tools. He's got everything he needs right here. He never had a chance there to win a Pac-12. He wasn't at USC long enough um, before the personal issues derailed him. And here he is. Uh, you know, last year they had a good enough team probably to play for the championship. And Which they did. By his own admittance, their fourth quarter performances at, at Tech and Oak State. And, you know, they just derailed that opportunity. And uh, the Alabama game was right there to be won. Can they finish those games, play great in all three phases, which they should be good in? I mean, they, they're – they're leaving no stone unturned with the analysts they're bringing in and the once again they're he'll doing. Have to, he'll have to win two games for them. I yeah. mean, like, out and out, your call, your play calling will have to win two games, I believe, this year to 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 either win the championship or get in the championship game, and that's for the coach. Now, the players will still have to execute the plays that are called. That's right. But he's going to need two games that he wins, and we're gonna we're gonna sit back and say, you know what, coach just won. He won that game for them. All gas, no excuses. Yes. There could be injuries, and those things happen in football, but that's at the right. same time, that's why you build depth. Uh, now, uh, mean, meaning no stone unturned, and the analysts brought in, right, Joe DiCamillis to help with the special teams, and Paul Christ brought in to help with the offense. And those are the tools that you have. Those are the means that you have to bring in people like that. Well, you have the, 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 the And, and you, you did it budget. last year, and you did it last year. With, with Gary Patterson, yes. and it was so successful, you said, you know what, I'm going to bring in an analyst for each phase of the game. There you go. Well, Paul Christ is now – in the conversation, because here's a story from our friend Bruce Feldman in TheAthletic.com, and he says uh, the biggest potential wild card in Northwestern's coaching search might be Paul Christ. Of course, is on the staff at Texas as an analyst, but he was, gosh, eight years the head coach at Wisconsin, knows the Big Ten, safe to say. Now, he's got a job, but, you know, if you're Steve Sarkeesian, you're not going to hold him back from, from oh, looking no. at a Wisconsin opportunity. Well, well, you can't. Or a Northwestern opportunity. But that question would become, do you want to do that? Yeah, Northwestern is about to go almost overhaul in a lot of their sports. Not just the football team, y'all. Their baseball team is about to be evaluated too. Apparently, on some things, issues with that baseball coach as well. So that that, if I'm Paul Chris, I'm looking like going one and eleven team. This is going on. Uh, About to be a huge lawsuit. Pat Fitzgerald has hired a law firm in Chicago that bills two thousand dollars an hour. Your your alums are about to be on one side or the other. And you're Paul Chris, and you're you're an analyst on a team like Texas that could do something really good this year. And you could be a part of that. And, you know, does that put you back in a bigger cycle? You know, Northwestern's one thing, but, you know, you do you, you help Steve Sarkeesian here. Uh, there could be a bigger job after this season. You're right. So, I mean, I'll just keep an eye on that for, for Texas as we get to Big 12 football media days. But I think, uh, like Sark's done, I think everything to give himself and this program the best chance to win this thing. Uh, as you count down the days, it'll be 50 days as of Friday. Uh, how about this there, T.Y.? Ty Henderson through the glass. We've got the new um, – University of Texas released its updated 2023 roster, which means uniform number changes. Can I go through some of the highlighted uniform number changes you need to be attention, paying attention to? The freshman defensive back from Louisiana, Derek Williams, is now wearing number two. He took it over for our buddy Diamante Tucker Dorsey. Uh, Casey Kane goes from number 88 to eight. 
he takes that from Xavier Worthy because X-Man is back to number one. Okay? Got me on that? Isaiah Nair is now wearing number nine. He takes that from Jaleel Billingsley. But here's the one I like the most. Previously wearing number 36, your buddy Michael Taff. Wearing my number now. He's now sharing a number with Arch Manning. They're sharing the number 16. They're such great friends. Well, he's also doing it for his late teammate at Westlake, Jake Coker. Is that right? Who awesome. died in a car crash. Um, was that here on 360, on the BK? caves yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I remember that story. He was that driving to see uh, David Granson at G10, who we've had on the show before, early in the morning. God dang. On the way to work out, was getting ready to play some college football, and just went off, went off the road. Yeah, I remember that happening because it, it was a Jeep rolled over, and it happened right before our show started, and we heard the – you know, emergency vehicles headed up that way, and next to get word of a fatality accident out on, on on Bee Cave Road, terrible, terrible. So Michael Taft going to number sixteen, which is also Arch Manning's jersey number, but uh, tribute, as you said, that was your number, Ty. I didn't know that you were six. Well, my seven on seven number. Oh, and we're going way back. I was I was eighty seven. Well, we are the lake, so you know they have different numbers they use. Well, it's for different. I events. was born on December sixteenth, so it's always been my sixteen's always been my lucky number. If you. Uh, if you're looking, if you're looking at number 32 on the Longhorns when he's on the sidelines this year, that is Brady Sarkeesian, happens to be the son of head coach D. He's a walk-on linebacker, number 32. Let's get him in there. Get him up in there. Come on now, Sar, get your, your kids got to get up in there. Number 68, Brooks Kieschnick Jr. Brooks Kieschnick Jr., son of the uh, baseball legend, who has joined the program as a walk-on offensive lineman, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, you got some some interesting. Little, little little nuggets with the numbers. Michael Taft now sixteen. Um, see if there's some other ones here that are of, of interest. Um, Will Randall, who is uh, Arch Manning's teammate, coming there from Isidore Newman High in New Orleans, wearing number eighty-seven. And um, Trill Carter, remember coming in from Minnesota to add depth. I mean, Bo Davis yep. doing a great job. You know, you have you know Byron Murphy, who's preseason All Big Twelve, next to uh, Tavondre Sweat. Like that number, and then you have, um, you know, more. This is where you're hoping a big year for Alfred Collins on the defensive line, a defensive tackle, and you're going to have, uh, you know, Vernon Broughton. But they brought in Trill Carter as a as a transfer from Minnesota. Remember, minutes three year starter in the Big Ten. He was honorable mention All Big Ten last year in that conference. Trill Carter is going to wear number ninety eight. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on him early in the season, replacing uh, our man Moro Ojimo, Moro Ojimo, who's off to the National Football League. Says Jackson Coker. Is uh, the story, yeah. Uh, Jackson, that's a sad story, man. Uh, remember that? that was great a, family, too. Great family. Great kid. Hate to see that. Hate to see that anytime, without a doubt. But that's uh, part of college football as we count this thing down. There's your new numbers to P and I on. Uh, you know, I, I always love hearing Rod Babers in the afternoon talk about, man, why do you keep changing numbers? I mean, he talked about X Man. X Man's had like three different numbers since he's been here. You know, make, keep the number. Maybe we'll catch the ball this time. Oh, he's going to catch a lot of balls this year, the X Man. Isaiah Nair five, excuse me. Ad Mitchell is five. Number one is is uh, is X Man. Number nine, Isaiah Nair. Jordan Whittington keeps his his number four. So there you go. You number eleven, Buck. Number eleven. The double ones, which the then Ricky Williams ones. came here and said, "You know what? I'm making that famous. You didn't." And a lot of other people made that famous too. Well, Ricky was the first, wasn't he? I, I thought the linebacker. I thought Derek jo- Johnson came Derek after Johnson. Todd Derek, Dodge. Todd. Oh, Todd Dodge was eleven. I didn't know that in Texas. Wow. That's why Sam wore eleven. There you go. See? Learn something every day from Sam my man, number, Sam was number four before that. Yeah, Sam was four at West. That's right. And he's four with the Colts. Four with the Colts. but he, So I didn't know he wore 11 because Todd Dodge wore 11 at Texas. That's interesting. Yep. So, yeah, Todd Dodge, the first real famous Longhorn 11. You wore 11 at Boston College, but then when Ricky got here, he couldn't have 34. I always love that story. Ricky could have probably gotten 34 if he wanted it. Oh, if he wanted it, I would have snatched it off the dude's back. 
<laughs> some dude, some dude was but wearing he, 30. But he said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that to him. Then he asked me what I wore, and he said, I'll make, said, you couldn't make it famous. Let me do it. And he did. And then he, he also changed to well, 37 for Doak Walker. 34. Then 34. Then that led to Major Applewhite wearing 11 or mm-hmm. soon after. And then Derek Johnson wore 11, and that was a pretty good 11. We had Derek on the show just recently, and he was tremendous. So there you go. There's some Longhorn football conversation on the heels of our visit with Ari Temkin. Coming up, load up a Wednesday blitz, 447-3776. Uh, a lot to do as we roll forward on a Wednesday. Where you get that from? Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? Oh, gosh. Uh, salacious gossip. I was just reading a story about Britney Spears. This is unbelievable. Uh, you know, nothing unbelievable, I guess, at this point with her. But uh, salacious gossip ahead of your blitz. That means loaded up. Phone phone lines ready to go. 447-3776. Bud Light brings you the salacious gossip, the official domestic beer partner of your Longhorns, the Texas X's, and the Texas OU game. Get it ready to go for your tailgate season. We're 53 days to the start of the college football season. Not bad. Uh, we'll get you there. So uh, load it up. Uh, on the Blitz. Uh, Gossip Buck with the Bud Light. We just read this. Britney Spears still furious with Victor Wenbanyama's security team, calling his use of physical force in Vegas last week last week completely unnecessary. The toxic singer took posted a video to her Instagram. She's not looking for attention here, Buck, at all. She's not looking for attention no. here at all. Uh, this after she says after she heard a local radio station here to say she deserved she deserved to be hit in the face. No, for nobody deserves that. No. She called out the station. He, she still wants a public apology, even though the video evidence and the police investigated and said she hit her own self in the face. And the security guy went over to apologize to her. Yeah. He cross-checked her arm, and her arm hit her in the sunglasses, and down she went. Oh, she, she wants down. the dude to apologize. Mm, well, when we not apologize. Yeah. Well, no. Move along there, Toxic. <laughs> toxic. Move along. Hey, several people on the text line with our assistance on the numbers we just talked about. Uh, Todd Dodge wore 11 in high school, not at UT. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. 11 down in high school. 13 is what he wore in college. Our guy, so, Ramon's Taylor wore 11. Yeah. So that guy, fast, man. Was he the fastest? That was probably one of my favorite play. Like, Ramon's Taylor fly, as, a, as a kid that he oh. was, oh, fun to watch. Well, and you know, remember when he had that marijuana incident up in the guns? Would you know he called the cops on himself yeah. in that deal? Yeah. Huh? Because he had just gotten like... He locked uh, himself outside of his car. Yeah. <laughs> I need a little help. I need a little help getting this weed out. Can you come and help me get, can you come help me get my weed? <laughs> That's not good. Nowadays, uh, he probably I don't, I, don't, I don't know the reason. I think I think like somebody just like shot at him or something. Like has got his car broken into. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Somebody broke into his car. Like, so oh, sir, the, we popped hey, the trunk. officer, can you help me get my weed out of there? Nobody's no, going to do that, are they? He called the cops because they broke into his car, and he was reporting it, and they showed up, and they're like, hey, what's all this? It's this is your AK car. doing it. Oh. It's <laughs> your AK doing this. Sorry. Really? Raymonts. Romonts. That was. Hey, a, that dude can fly, man. He's coaching the kids now, though. Soon that's right. He's a great guy. Impact in the community. You know, we've all made mistakes. Absolutely. And, you know, if someone broke into your car, you're going to call the in cops. Maybe you forgot it. It's like, remember, Barry Switzer forgot that gun was in his bag when he tried to go through the airport. There are a lot of crazy people, but I've never heard the one to say, Officer, can you help me get my, can you help me? I can't get my weed out of my car. We didn't say that. He said somebody broke into my oh, car. Oh, somebody help broke me my out? car. 
They took my weed. <laughs> and they took my, but they offered they took my weed. And my gun. Herky Walls was number 11, too, by okay. the way. Herky Walls. The great Herky Walls. So Coach was 13, right? Yeah. Okay. Coach, Coach Dodge, 13 at Texas, 11 in high school. There you go. I knew Brilliant. it had something to do with Coach Dodge. What was he down there in uh, Bay? Where did he go to high school? Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Port Arthur, yeah. Yeah, man. Todd Dodge, Longhorn legend. Uh, we told you this earlier, but Mary's repeating. Kevin Costner's wife not getting exactly what she wanted in child support from Kevin. Of course, married 20 years, have three kids. She asked a judge in California for $248,000 in child support a month. Monthly child support of 250 k The judge said, yeah, you know what? We're going to go settle for $129,755. Maybe he needs a new pair of shoes. What, what happened to it costing a million dollars to raise a kid till they're 18? I thought that was the number. So that's what my dad always told me. Depends on how much you make. Christine, the out, the uh, the spouse, who's being an ex-spouse, according to Kevin's accountant, claimed that Christine's figures included more than $100,000 for cosmetic procedures. For the kids? Which... No, for mama. No, mama for, no, 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 no. How can I take care of my kids if I don't have all this plastic yeah, surgery? I got to look good. I mean, how can I possibly take care of these children if I don't have my face lifted? And 129 a month. Yeah, one thirty a month. Three kids though; they eat a lot. Private schools they do. Kids, expensive. Private kids schools. Eat, kids eat a lot. You're right. Uh, let's go to the blitz. Lucky and E blitz. Good morning, blitz. Brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Yeah, makeup is expensive, John Macaro. First blitzer, you're up. Yeah, this is uh, Bev, uh, Kearney. Yeah, hey Ty, you like the number sixteen? Yeah, I like I'm a little bit older than that. <laughs> oh gee, next blitzer, you're up. <laughs> Hey, Victor Wembanyama, leave Britney alone. Oh, free Britney, please. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Hey, E. He's here. E. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so on the first night of the MLB draft, when Ma- Rob Manfred came out to announce the uh, Houston Astros draft, there was a cascade of booze. Do you think the fans still have reasons to be uh, all, you know, sour about those cheaters? Oh, man. The answer is yes. Yes. You can be sour all you want. There you go. Next blitzer, you're up. And then cheats say too much cheese, choke them booty hole. <laughs> choke them. That's a lot of cheese, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, 20 slices sandwich. of cheese. Wow, cheeseburger. Next blitzer, you're up. Brent Vittables will shock the world, and it starts tomorrow at the Big 12 Media Days. It's OU Mark. Boomer sooner, boomer sooner. Boomer sooner. Less talk, more action for Brent. Next blitzer, you're up. Yeah, the only shocking he's going to do is revealing he's a woman. And, by the way, I heard Tavo is out of a job now that Northwestern got caught hazing. Oh, so, good luck, Tavo, finding a new job. Wow. Oh! Shut it down! Oh, Let's go There you go. Bang. Oh, we're going to miss Coach talking. That's right. I forgot about that. He can go.